This is Wednesdays with Walton on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. By the way, on the website, Martin Kilcoin, Ben Fred Fridays. We also have Bernie Miklas writing every single day. So if you want to learn more about the St. Louis sports scene, make sure and subscribe to the Bernie newsletter. You can have it delivered right to your email or just head to the website. With Brian Walton today, we're going to get into the uh, – Top prospects in the Cardinals system, Tink Hintz, Mason Wynn, Paul DeYoung on a rehab assignment, Matthew Libertor, and who stood out so far in the minor leagues. All that coming up Wednesdays with Walden. We're brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. And get your tickets at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Also, Lordo's Diamonds and Triad Bank. Fuse is here as the official automotive partner of St. Louis City FC, and we are here winning with 17 brands of vehicles, 13 huge Lou Fuse locations, and over 1,600 new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Lou Fuse is here with the selection you want, the savings you need, and the support for our community you can count on. Visit us today at Fuse.com. Let's bring in Brian Walton to have our conversation that we do every Wednesday. And Brian, always nice to hear from you. What's going on? Hey, it's always great to be here, Dan, talking about the Cardinals minor leagues. Well, we're going to talk minor leagues in just a moment. What do you think of the big league club and slow start out of the gates? What's your initial impression? Well, I think that win uh, that we saw last night was really important for the Cardinals to, uh, you know, overcome that lead that the four run lead that was there against them and, uh, you know, put themselves back in a positive direction. I think as we've talked before, the, the pitching rotation has, was a concern coming into the year and they've been frankly not good this year. And the bullpen, you know, has continued to hold them up. And I think that, you know, if they can get the starting rotation into shape, they'll be just fine. Uh, the offense has been a little bit inconsistent here and there, but the guys that you want to see hit Goldschmidt and Arnauto are doing their job. Now the guys around them need to be more consistent. And it begs the question about pitching depth and, in particular, uh, what's happening at AAA because those guys are ready to make the jump. Occasionally you'll have a double-A pitcher that makes the jump, but uh, who stood out pitching-wise with the depth of the minor leagues? Yeah, the pitching rotation at Memphis um, is a group of guys that are relatively experienced at the level. Four of the five starters um, have spent significant time there, including Dakota Hudson, of course, who has a significant major league experience. So three of the starters at Memphis are on the rotation. They've all pitched a couple of starts each. Uh, Matthew Libertor uh, hasn't allowed a run. Uh, and so he's looked exceptional. Dakota Hudson, on the other hand, has an ERA of 4.66. So he's had, uh, you know, one decent start, one not good start. Connor Thomas is at 12.27, has some bad luck. But then not on the 40-man, uh, Tommy Parsons, who's an organizational guy with a four ERA. But Gordon Graceffo is the, the one starter on Memphis who was promoted from AA. Of course, we've seen a lot from Gordon, top five prospect in the system. I uh, had a real um, long Good look at him in spring training with the Major League Club. Gordon Graceffo through two starts has a 3.38 ERA, 2.77 FIP. So it's a little early for Gordon to get a shot with St. Louis, but certainly Matthew Libertor, at least through his two starts, has shown that he's serving if and when the Cardinals decide to make a change to their rotation. I've always felt that with Libertor, the key for him, and it's a key for a lot of lefties, but being able to establish his fastball, and in particular fastball, 
in on a righty. Are, are you seeing that more as you watch his starts along the way so far? Yes, that's correct. You know, Matthew Libertor has shown uh, increased velocity as well. And, you know, he's not walking batters and getting himself into trouble. And so, you know, we've been teased by Matthew Libertor before, but it's it's uh, easy to forget that he's just 23 years old. And, uh, you know, as we've talked in the past, he was he was rushed, you could argue, um, you know, never pitched an inning at, at higher double A. And so, you know, for him to, you know, now be at the start of his third year in triple A, you want to see Matthew Libertor. You know, he's been through it all. He knows what it's like to pitch in St. Louis. I think he had seven starts last year, if I remember correctly. So, you know, he was a guy who pitched very well in Major League camp this spring. Uh, you know, didn't look like he was going to make the team because there, you know, really weren't a lot of injuries. And, and you know, to his credit, Jake Woodford did pitch well in spring, but he hasn't looked particularly good in the rotation yet. So, you know, if there's a change, you know, that could be where there's a move. And the real question is, you know, how many starts does – does Woodford deserve potentially before they, you know, consider making a change? When you talk about the repertoire of Gordon Graceffo, what what is it that uh, separates him that he's made such a rapid rise through the minor leagues? Well, Gordon Graceffo, you know, has had great velocity when he was at Villanova. Uh, he did a very smart thing in that he pitched in a summer ball after his uh, junior season, and so he kept, uh, you know, kind of um, – uh, in shape and ready to go. So that enabled him in his first season to, to, uh, you know, go right into the Palm beach rotation and his, he has four offerings that are above average across the board. Uh, he has a slider and a changeup that are both very good. The slider is probably his best pitch, but he also has a curve as well. And he has good command. So, you know, you look at, at, at Gordon Graceffo and he has the balance of repertoire that you'd like to see from a starter. But, you know, he also has a fastball that sits in the mid nineties and can touch a hundred. So when you've got a couple break, good breaking balls and a slider that, and, and throw strikes, you know, that's a really nice combination. But again, you know, we got to remember that Gordon Graceffo is starting his, Second full season as a professional, moved very quickly, uh, you know, pitched in, started last season in high A, spent most of the season at double A. So, again, you know, you'd like to see Gordon Graceffo get a little more time in triple A before he has to be called to St. Louis. But, you know, I think if they if they had to bring him up, you know, he would do a credible job. He'd probably take a few lumps along the way. I Ideally, he'll get more triple A experience before he's needed with St. Louis. But, you know, you like across the board his offerings, having, you know, multiple quality pitches. There's some individuals I want to ask you about. Let's start with Tink Hens. How has he fared so far? Tink Hens, of course, everybody knows, uh, well, most people should know, is a top pitching prospect in the system. You know, part of that wonderful draft class in 2020 that uh, included uh, Jordan Walker and, and Mason Wynn. And Tink Hens has moved up to high A Peoria. He spent all year last year at low A Palm Beach, was exceptional at that level. Uh, you know, arguably, certainly would have earned a promotion, didn't get it. And so now the Cardinals have him at Peoria. In his first start, he was typical Tim, Tink Hens, dominating. Four innings, one hit, two walks, six strikeouts. But still, the Cardinals are, you know, have the wraps on Tink Hens. They haven't let him go beyond about 60 pitches. And you just like to see at some point that Tink Hens, you know, pitching through a full lineup a second time, let alone a third time, because, you know, his future looks to be as a major league starter. But for whatever reason, you know, they've kept the wraps pretty tight on Tink Hens. And, you know, from the early start, and again, only one start at Peoria, but, uh, you know, a very good opening for him at that new level. And we've never seen Tink Hens pitching, you know, cool weather in the, in the Midwest. So uh, a good sign in terms of the start of his 2023. Fans that are listening to this, if they followed the minor leagues, if they followed spring training, are excited about Mason Wynn. How about his start so far? You know, Mason Wynn's getting the opportunity at the top of the lineup and for uh, for AAA Memphis, his first experience at AAA. And on the 
positive side, uh, four for four in stolen bases. He's a guy who, you know, has very good speed, was second in the system with 40, uh, 43 steals last year. So, you know, Mason Wynn can definitely run, and his, his legs are an asset for him. Uh, not hitting particularly well, below 200 right now, on base about 300, uh, 11 strikeouts and 38 at-bats. So, um, you know, not surprising that, uh, you know, a player at a new level is going to take a little more time to adjust. But there are positive aspects to Wynn's game, and I, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, 2023 is a year of learning for him at AAA, and hopefully he'll be ready to step into the Cardinals lineup in 2024. So that's one shortstop. Let's go to another. How about Paul DeYoung on his rehab assignment? Well, Paul DeYoung started off a, a designated hitter in uh, for Peoria, excuse me, for Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Beach, of course, the, the club that's uh, down in Jupiter. And he's played in three games, is just one for nine with three strikeouts. Uh, you know, hasn't really shook it off yet. Had a, had a couple of, uh, of calls that go against him maybe, but, you know, he's not yet swung the bat at the level that the Cardinals would like to see to bring him back. And, you know, the good news is, they have uh, the ability to have a player on rehab for 20 days, I think, as a position player, but they can always extend that if needed. And, uh, you know, part of the reason maybe we've seen Taylor Motter get an extended chance with St. Louis is to try to determine what to do when Paul DeYoung is ready because he technically, as a major leaguer with, with basically tenure, you know, could ask to be put back on the major league roster at any time he feels is healthy. But I'm sure the Cardinals want to wait until he gets in a groove with the bat before they, they bring him back. Do you think we're at decision time with Paul DeYoung? He's had a couple of really down seasons. Uh, if it's a continuous of a, uh, continues to have a slow start, what do you think the immediate future is for Paul? Because they may have to make a decision with him. I would hope that they would buy, try to buy some more time until it gets a little closer to the trading season. I've had a lot of discussion with folks on the Cardinals Nation message board about, my gosh, you know, can't they engineer a trade to go get some pitching help? And Paul DeYoung's a guy that, you know, might help a player in a trade. But, but the reality is, you know, this early in the season, major league teams are all feel like they have a chance for the playoffs, and it takes some time to sort out, you know, which player, teams are going to be buyers and which teams are going to be sellers. And so, you know, it would be hard to move Paul DeYoung right now until he establishes that he's healthy and productive again as a major leaguer. But then it's kind of a chicken and egg problem because once he shows if he's really back, then, you know, why trade him at all? But, yeah, I think, I mean, we all know his contract ends this year. And, you know, he's a guy that needs to play well to, to stay with the Cardinals or they're going to say, you know, let's keep one of these young players um, in the lineup instead. Uh, rather than, you know, have Paul DeYoung around. But, you know, there's that contract commitment. And, but, you know, we've seen in the past, for example, as recently as, as Dexter Fowler, if the Cardinals really feel that a guy's not going to contribute, you know, they'll pay the salary necessary to to send him somewhere else. So, yeah, I think time is running out on Paul DeYoung. We've all heard that, you know, I've worked on my swing. I've done all the things that I need to do. But, you know, see results. And then finally, uh, Brian, uh, let's talk a little bit about who else has caught your eye at any level right now in the minor leagues. Well, there's a, um, a number of young players. There's a, a second baseman down in Palm Beach, Darlin Marquette, who is an outfielder that they off to a real nice start with a bat uh, at Palm Beach. Uh, Leonardo Bernal, a young catcher, still a teenager, uh, batting 300. Uh, down at down at Palm Beach, a guy who's in our top 20 prospect list. So there's some players, you know, that that folks maybe haven't heard or seen as much about uh, who deserve some attention. Um, Michael McGreevy is back at uh, at uh, Springfield Double A. Uh, Graceffo went ahead. McGreevy stayed back. He had a real nice start. Uh, one unearned run in four innings in his first start. And McGreevy will be a guy we'll watch to see uh, after he gets his feet on the ground at Springfield. He's a guy that we could see. 
uh, at Memphis before too long. So there's, you know, there's a number of good stories. Of course, first baseman Luke and Baker, I think we talked about last week, three home runs, eight RBI, uh, equal number of strikeouts and walks. You know, Luke and Baker is a guy who really deserves a major league chance, but, you know, it's kind of blocked at the fact that he's a first base only guy without a 40 man roster spot. What are you working at at thecardinalnation.com? Well, our minor league reporters in each of the minor league cities are now uh, have their first week under their belt. So they're putting up their team reports with detailed news from each of the minor league affiliates. Uh, we continue to break down every transaction that occurs across the system. And, of course, the Cardinal Nation prospect guide uh, is still available for sale. We're running low on books. So if you want a spiral bound hard copy, I, I recommend you get that uh, order in pretty quickly before we run out. But we also have PDF version that's available at any time for sale. All right, Brian, thanks for uh, doing this every Wednesday. You're always flexible with your schedule. I appreciate that, and we'll catch up next week. Sounds good, Dan.